Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Good evening, everyone. This is Saturday, May the 1st, 2021, and welcome to episode number 257 of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly review show. This is, of course, WCWS Power Hour. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw on the line here with you, coming to you from WCWS HQ here in Trinity, North Carolina. Rest of the panel, way too tough to handle, taking it easy here to, uh, this this week, this weekend, after what was a very big-time week here, of course, a big-time wrestling talking discussion, and we, of course, will get right down to the nitty-gritty here. Of course, if you wish to chime in on anything and everything we have to talk about here this evening, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444, caller ID 141-364-POUND. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here here this this evening, which of course will include in our wrestling uh, and pop culture history and birthday report here for today. Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, a big time rundown of what <clears throat> of what took place here in the radio network as far as discussion on everything, including Monday Night Raw, NXT, AEW, Impact, SmackDown. Also, of course, the Impact Rebellion pay-per-view, of course, that took place this past Sunday. And also, of course, <clears throat> also, of course, some big-time announcements that did take place here this week, including, of course, the big ones from last night in which we announced all the winners of, of course, our Impact uh, U.S. Uh, championship match card, as well as, of course, who will face Fonzie, of course, for his respective belts, of course, as we ended up ending the Fonzie Invitational and of course, also of course, uh, all results of all other matches that of course will be taking place. Plus, of course, some other big hopefully some other big announcements will be coming your way here this evening here as well. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, some wrestling news tidbits courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. We'll of course bring that here to you, of course, as well. It is 5:55 p.m. as we said, uh, Saturday, 1st of May, 2021. We welcome we of course, like as always, welcome you of course to everything here in WCWS. In addition to the shows here on Talk Show, of course, as we always emphasize, please feel free to check out all of our groups. Of course, on Facebook, we have a ton of ton of content. Of course, everything from my own personal posts to of course videos of different of great stuff from wrestling matches, wrestling promos, uh, clips, and full episodes of old TV shows. Also, of course, uh, <clears throat> just everything under the sun here as well. So please feel free to, of course, check check out all those pages, of course, and we'll run them. We'll run down a few of them here for you, of course, coming up here, of course, here very, very soon. In the meantime, let's go ahead and get right down to the nitty gritty as we start off with our wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays here for today. We start with the wrestling portion here, of course, for today. March the 1st, and here we go. On this date in 1981, four days after losing the NWA World Heavyweight title to Tommy Rich, Harley Race recaptures the belt in Gainesville, Georgia. As you know, Gainesville is the home of the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. On this date in 1986, WWF taped the sixth edition of Saturday Night's Main Event from the Providence Civic Center in Providence, Rhode Island. The show would air on NBC two days later. The opening match saw Hulk Hogan and the Junkyard Dog defeat Terry and Haas Funk. The main event was a two-out-of-three falls match for the tag team titles. The match saw the British Bulldogs, who, of course, Davey Boy Smith and Dynamite Mike Kidd, defeat the team of the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov, two, two falls to one. 
Elder State 1998 at the APW Grimes O'Grady send-off show in Hayward, California. <clears throat> Vic Grimes defeated Max Justice to become the new APW Universal Heavyweight Champion. Grimes vacated the belt eight days later as he was leaving the APW to join the WWF. On the state, in, also 1998 in Sanford, North Carolina, S-A-N-F-O-R-D. Uh, our source here has got it spelled wrong, but of course that's they may not realize it, but that's okay. Joey Matthews won the Omega Light Heavyweight title after defeating Kid Dynamo. Omega, of course, I believe was the promotion that was started in North Carolina by, of course, uh, <clears throat> Matt and Jeff, the Hardy Boys. On, also in the state in 1998, AJPW Showdown at the Egg was held at the Tokyo Dome in Japan in front of 58,300 fans. In the main event, Toshiaki Kawada defeated Mitsuharu Misawa to win the All Japan Triple Crown title. On the state in 1999, APW's All Good Things Happened to Bad Boys was held in Pinole, California. Boyce LeGrand became the new APW Universal Heavyweight Champion on the show after once again beating Max Justice by pinfall. On his date in the year 2000, on Monday Night Raw, tag team champions Edge and Christian made their way to the ring. On the microphone, Edge said that he knows everyone is disappointed that they didn't run through the crowd because it's become a bit much. He said for the next five seconds, they will pose for everyone for you with the benefit benefit every one of you with the benefit of flash photography and so the famous five second pose was born on a state in 2004 at czw apocalypse in philadelphia chris hero defeated jimmy rave to win the czw iron man title on a state in 2004 kaju big battle mayday mayday boston sos was held in boston massachusetts Uni Buzu, a radioactive sea urchin, defeated Hell Monkey, a one-eyed red monkey, in the danger cage to win the Kaju Grand Championship, but then was then challenged straight away by Dr. Cube, which was a square box for a head. <clears throat> During the match, Kung Fu Chicken Noodle, a giant can of soup, attacked both wrestlers, and then Cube managed to get up and dive from the top of the cage onto Uni Buzu, hit him with the iconoclasm, and get the pin to become the new Kaju Grand Champion. Almost sounds like that uh, DDT Iron Man Heavy Metal Weight belt that they come out with, but uh, go figure, right? On the same 2005, WWE's Backlash was held in the Verizon Wireless Arena in Manchester, New Hampshire, in front of 14,000 fans. Of course, here's what happened on the show. <clears throat> Shelton Benjamin defeated Chris Jericho with a roll-through bridge to pin to retain the Intercontinental title. Rosie and the Hurricane defeated the team of Tajiri and William Regal, the Heartthrobs, Antonio and Romeo, Simon Dean and Maven, and La Resistance, Rob Conway and Savon Grenier in a tag team turmoil match to win the world tag team titles. Edge defeated Chris Benoit in the last man standing match. Chris Masters defeated Melissa Coates in a master lock challenge. And Kane, accompanied by Alita, defeated Viscera, accompanied by Trish Stratus, after the match, Trish berated Viscera for losing until he got her in a bear hug and followed it with a big splash. Trish was, Trish was taken out on a stretcher and was, of course, in KFAB out of action for four months. Also, this was the one where Hulk Hogan and Shawn Michaels defeated Muhammad Hassan and Davari after Michaels hit Davari with sweet chin music, allowing Hogan to get the pin and win the match. And in the main event, Batista defeated Triple H to retain the world heavyweight title. 
On his date in 2006, Joey Styles quit as play-by-play commentator on Monday Night Raw with one of the most effective work shoot promos in WWE history. After targeting Vince McMahon and others and with a scathing speech, Styles pulled WWE branded caller <clears throat> off his microphone and resigned. The angle was designed to remove Styles from Raw to allow him to act as the lead commentator for the soon-to-relaunch ECW brand with a real attitude-infused edge to him. Of course, as you know, he was, of course, the ring announcer, the uh, commentator, of course, for the EC, the the what we like to refer to as the real ECW, <clears throat> and not this watered-down version that WWE came out with. On this date in 2011. WWE Extreme Rules took place at the St. Pete Times Forum in Tampa, Florida, in front of roughly 10,000 fans. On the pay-per-view, the, ma- the matches went as follows. Randy Orton defeated CM Punk in the last man standing match after hitting him with an RKO from the top rope. Kofi Kingston defeated Sheamus in a tables match to win the United States title for the second time. Michael Cole and Jack Swagger defeated Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler in a country whipping match. Rey Mysterio defeated Cody Rhodes in a Falls Count Anywhere match. The match ended in the ring after Mysterio spit Miss into Rose's face, delivered a 619, and then hit a springboard splash for the pin. Layla defeated Michelle McCool in a no-DQ Loser Leaves WWE match. Post-match, Michelle McCool was beaten down by a debuting Karma. Of course, we knew her in TNA as Awesome Kong. Christian defeated Alberto Del Rio in a ladder match and won the vacant World Heavyweight title for the first time in his career. Big Show and Kane defeated Wade Barrett and Ezekiel Jackson in a Lumberjack match to win the WWE Tag Team titles. And John Cena defeated both The Miz and John Morrison in a triple threat steel cage match to win the WWE title for an eighth time. After the show went off the air, Cena announced to to the live audience that the terrorist Osama Bin Laden had been caught and compromised to a permanent end. Or that was when the SEAL team took care of him. That was back in... That was in 2011. That was a bitter. That was a big time sweet way to end that pay per view. Indeed, on this day in 2015 at AAW Take No Prisoners in Marionette Park, Illinois, Josh, Josh Alexander defeated both Eddie Kingston and Samoa Joe in a three way elimination match to win the AAW Heavyweight Title. On this day in 2016. IWAMS Derby Madness was held at the Pride Bar Lounge in New Albany, Indiana. <clears throat> in the main event of the show, Reed Bentley won the IWAMS Heavyweight Title after beating Kondo Kong. Also in 2016, on the DTU Luchadano Por Los Nino Show in Tuclasingo Hidalgo, the DTU Nexo titles changed hands when Titan and Triton outlasted the teams of Jurassic Boy and Jinzo and Lanzaloft and Rocky Lobo in a three-way tag team match. And also, also last part of our wrestling history on this date, also in 2016, WWE's Payback was held in Chicago, Illinois, in front of 13,250 fans on the show. <clears throat> and number, here's, here's what happens on the show, what happened at this show. I'll say it in a minute, excuse me. A number one contenders match between Angela Mori and Big Cass against the Bald Villains, Aiden English, and Simon Gotch ended in a no contest after Mori's head hit the ring mat hard after bouncing off the middle rope, followed by Mori falling onto the floor at ringside, apparently knocked out. Kevin Owens beat Sami Zayn following a pop-up powerbomb. The Miz retained the Intercontinental title against Cesaro after distraction at ringside from Zayn, 
and Owens gave the Miz a chance to get a roll up on Cesaro. Dean Ambrose defeated Chris Jericho by pinfall. In a repeat of the infamous Montreal screwjob, Charlotte Flair defeated Natalia when referee Charles Robinson called for the bell as Charlotte applies a sharpshooter despite Natalia not having submitted. This was the one where Bret Hart came back after he had fought off he had, after he had uh, fought off uh, prostate cancer, and of course, actually, it was after it was actually kind of interesting after that match took place that both Natalia and Bret Hart applied the sharpshooters to both Charlotte Flair and her dad, Hall of Famer Ric Flair. And in the main event, Roman Reigns defended the World WWE World Heavyweight Title against AJ Styles. Styles won the match by countout, but Shane McMahon announced the match would be restarted and would not be a no countout match. Later in the match, the referee thought that Reigns hit Styles with a low blow and caught for the bell. However, Stephanie McMahon showed up to announce that the match would carry on as a no DQ match. Reigns finally won the match by pinfall after hitting Styles with a spear and retained the world heavyweight title belt. Here are some notable wrestling birthdays. We wish a very happy 31st birthday today to AC Romero. We also want to wish a very happy 30th. Let's see. Uh, da, 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 give me just a second here. Uh, let's see. Uh, give me the C20. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, let me see. Give me just a second here, folks. Just, uh, just doing some math in my head here. Uh, yes, happy 23rd birthday to Joe Hendry. Also, we want to wish a very happy, uh, let's see, a happy 38th birthday today. Let's see. Yes, to the human tornado. Happy 51st birthday to Jack Bull. And also, ladies and gentlemen, happy happy 56th birthday to Tim Storm. So happy birthday today to AC Romero, Joe Hendry, the Human Tornado, Jack Bull, and Tim Storm here today. And there you have it there, ladies and gentlemen, with, uh, of course, your wrestling uh, history and birthdays here. I will also point out, of course, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to also catch WWS Fan Empire, of course, on Facebook where the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming, of course, keeps us up to date with other wrestling uh, and pop and other wrestling and pop culture stories that we do not, uh, that we that we don't bring up, of course, here right away. And, and of course, as you know, during Revolution and Wolfpack every week, of course, Justin, at the end of our, at the end of the, before we sign off for the night on each of those shows, Justin does also bring us what uh, he has posted on the Fan Empire page, but you can read those all, all of course, during the week. <clears throat> of course, uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS appreciation. Also, ladies and gentlemen, I will point out before we get started with the pop culture history and birthdays here that Justin is now also posting the pop culture portion, history and, and birthday portion of his report on the entertainment cavalcade page here as well. So be sure to, of course, go back and check that out here as well. <laughs> now let's go. Speaking of our, of course, speaking of our pop culture history and birthdays, here we go with a few pieces right here. On this date in 1707, the Acts of Union comes into force, uniting England and Scotland to form the United Kingdom of Great Britain. On this date in 1753, publication of Species Planetarium by Carolus Linnaeus, 
and the for formal start date of plant taxonomy adopted by the International Code of Botanical Nomenclature. I want to say in 1841, first immigrant wagon train leaves from Independence, Missouri for California. Of course, this is possibly, of, I'm sure, also something having to do with what was known later on as the Oregon Trail, I believe. I want to say in 1886, the, the U.S. general strike for uh, eight for an eight-hour workday uh, begins. And also on this day in 1931, uh, the Empire State Building officially opens in New York City. So today, ladies and gentlemen, it's a it was 90 years ago today that they actually that actually happened. So right, so a big a big I'm sure celebration. Um, I'm sure that probably if the pandemic allowed it, then I'm sure they would have a big celebration celebrating that. But I'm sure right now they'll have to acknowledge it, hopefully at some point down the road. On this day in 1941 in movies and television, the movie Citizen Kane, directed by Orson Welles and starring himself, Joseph Cotton, and Dorothy Cornegore, premieres at the Palace Theater in New York City. Today here in music, on this day in 1786, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart's opera Marriage of Figaro premieres in Vienna with Mozart himself directing. And on stage in 1883 in the world of sports, Bob Rogers is acknowledged as the first American pro sports trainer when he is hired by the New York Athletic Club. On stage in 1939, the comic book character Batman first appears in Detective Comics number 27. <clears throat> uh, the, let's see, a well-known figure in, ladies and gentlemen, a well-known figure in, uh, the, the, in, from the old West here was born on this, which was born this day today as the infamous outlaw, I believe the infamous, as was a female outlaw, Calamity Jane, they would have turned 169 years old here, of course, today. Now we'll check out some of this. Let's say 1898, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Admiral United States Admiral George Dewey commands, you may fire when you are ready, Gridley, as, as the United States route, span, route the Spanish fleet at Manila. Of course, uh, you often heard Bugs Money use that in a lot of old Looney Tunes cartoons back in the day. Uh, some famous weddings here on the state in 1576. Stefan Batori, the reigning prince of Transylvania, marries Anna Jaglion, and, and they become the co-rulers of the Polish-Lithuanian Commonwealth. On the state in 1840, women's rights activist Elizabeth Cady Staten, who was 24 at the time, marries fellow abolitionist Henry Brewster Stanton, who was 34 at the time. On the state in 1850, soldier William uh, William T. Sherman, who was 30 at the time, marries Eleanor Boyle Ewing in Washington, D.C. On the state in 1978, in uh, one divorce that took place, actress and model Bianca Jagger files from, for divorce from Rolling Stones rocker Mick Jagger after only seven years of marriage on the grounds of his adultery with model Jerry Hall. <sighs> Uh, let's see, one infamous passing here, um, race car driver Ayrton Senna passed away on this date in 1994. Let's see, he was about, let's see, 
So he was is about 33, 34 years old when he when he passed. So let's check out your pop culture and um, your movies and TV history right here. On this date, 1931, singer Kate Smith begins her long-running radio program on CBS. On this date, 1939, as we said, Batman first appears in Detective Comics issue number 27. On this date, 1941, as we said, Citizen Kane, directed by Orson Welles, and also also starred Mr. Welles, as well as Joseph Cotton and Dorothy Cornegore, premieres at the Palace Theater in New York City. On this date, 1950, WJIM, now WLNS-TV, Channel 6, in Lansing, Michigan, which is a CBS affiliate, begins their broadcasting. On a state in 1954, WAPA-TV Channel 4 in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Started out as an NBC affiliate, but now it was uh, SFN, which I have no idea who, what that is, uh, begins their broadcasting on this date. On a state in 1957, the late Larry King had his very first radio broadcast. On this date in 1960, the seventh National Film Awards in India took place. Apoor Senzar wins the Golden Lotus. And on this date, 1976, Empress Lily, a replica of a paddle steamer, is officially dedicated at Walt Disney World in Florida. Uh, some, uh, some notable birthdays here today. Uh, actress Jody May today turns 46. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Let's see here. Give me just one second. Today would have been the 82nd birthday of Max Robinson. Uh, I believe he was a. I believe he was an actor. Uh, he uh, sadly passed away in 1988. And also, also today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's see here. Let me take a look at this here. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, today would have been the 103rd birthday of one of the original hosts of The Tonight Show before Johnny Carson, and that was Jack Parr. Sadly, he passed away in 2004. I think it was about the same. It uh, might have been sooner or it might have been a little bit later than what John, than when Johnny Carson. I think Johnny Carson passed away that same year, too. So, But, but, uh, but, uh, but I think that uh, – I know it was the same – I believe that it was the same year that uh, – that Johnny Carson passed, that Jack Parr passed away. On a state in 1937, uh, Snitz Edwards, who was known as Edward Newman, uh, who, was, <clears throat> who was a stage and silent film actor of Hungarian and American descent, who was in Phantom of the Opera and, the, and College, passes away at the age of 69. On a state in 1954, Tom Tyler, whose real name, I believe, was uh, Vincent Makowski, who was an actor from right here in America. He was in the movie Stagecoach, and she wore a yellow ribbon, passed away from heart failure at the age of 50. I want to say 1957, Grant Mitchell, who was an actor who did uh, the movies Great Lie, Laura, Cairo, and Conflict, passes away at the age of 82. And also, on a state 1969, Ella Logan, whose I think real name was Ina, Ina Allen, an actress of Scottish descent who was in 52nd Street and Woman Chases Man, as well as Top of the Town, passes away from cancer at the age of 56. Some weddings, of course, right here, I'm 1967, Elvis Presley, who was 32 at the time, marries actress Priscilla Boileau, who was 21 at the time, at the Aladdin Hotel in Las Vegas. 
On this day in 1982, Kate Jackson, who was 33 at the time, marries business executive David Greenwald in Beverly Hills. At, on this day in 1991, actor Robert Duvall marries Sharon Brophy. On this day in 1996, actress and of course now talk show host Kelly Ripa, who was 26 at the time, marries actor Mark Consuelos, who was 25 at the time, in Las Vegas. And on this day in 1998, Ethan Hawke from the movie Reality Bites, who was 27 at the time, marries Pulp Fiction actress Uma Thurman, who was 28 at the time. And we said one divorce we had in 1978, Bianca Jagger, possible divorce from Mick Jagger after seven years of marriage because of the grounds of Mick, Mick Jagger's adultery with model Jerry Hall. Now let's go to, of course, uh, music portion of our <coughs> pop culture history and birthdays. On a state in 1786, Mozart's opera Marriage of Figaro premieres in Vienna with Mozart himself actually directing it. On a state in 1950, Pulitzer Prize awarded to Rodgers and Hammerstein for musical South Pacific. On a state in 1966, the last British concert by the Beatles, which is, which is at the Empire Pool in Wembley. On this day in 1968, Ben Franklin in Paris closes at Fontaine, New York City after 215 performances. On this day in 1971, Rolling Stones releases the, the song Brown Sugar. On this day in 1972, Different Times opens at Antitheater, New York City for 24 performances. On this day in 1979, Elton John becomes the first pop star to perform in Israel. And on this day in 1980, the 15th Annual Academy of Country Music Awards Larry Gatlin and Crystal Gale win at that event. Today is a happy 54th birthday to country music, music superstar Tim McGraw. Happy birthday. Some notable passings, of course, in music. 1679, Esaias Ruscher, a lutenist and composer of German descent, passes away at the age of 43. Uh, let's say 1731, Johann Ludwig Bach, who was a composer of German descent, uh, passes away. He was born in 1677. Uh, a, on his day in 1874, Willem Blodick, I hope I pronounced that correctly, a pianist, flautist, and composer of, of Czech descent, passes away at the age of 39. And on his day in 1886, Heinrich Franz Daniel Style, a composer, passes away at the age of 56. Some noble weddings here. In addition to, of course, we talked about the one for Elvis in 1967. On this day, 1917, country singer Jimmy Rogers, who was 19 at the time, marries Stella Kelly. On this day, 1999, singer from the Dixie Chicks, Emily Irwin, who was 26 at the time, marries singer-songwriter Charlie Robinson, who was 34 at the time, at the Lone Star State in Texas. And on this day, 2019, actress Sophie Turner, who was 23 at the time, and singer Joe Jonas, who was 29 at the time, are married by an Elvis impersonator in Las Vegas. How appropriate. In Vegas? Yeah, whatever happens in Vegas, I guess, still stays there. And, of course, we did mention the one thing in divorce, right? The one divorce here, of course, talking about Bianca Jagger divorcing from Mick Jagger in State in 1978 because of his adultery with model Jerry Hall. Uh, let's see here. Da, 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 da. Now we go to, of course, here, uh, your, uh, in sports right here, folks. On state in 1751, the New York Gazette carries the first public report of a cricket match played in America, which happens, of course, in New York. 
two moments in 1983. First off, the first National League baseball game in Philadelphia since 1876 as the Providence Grays beat the Philadelphia Quakers 4-3. Also, Bob Rogers, as we said, is acknowledged is acknowledged as the first American pro sports trainer when he is hired by the New York Athletic Club. On a state in 1884, catcher Moses Walker is acknowledged as the first African-American to play Major League Baseball joining the Toledo Blue Stockings. On a state in 1891, legendary pitcher Cy Young wins first game played at Cleveland's League Park. Cleveland Spiders 12, Cincinnati Red Legs 3. On this date here, in 1901, Chicago White Sox outfielder Herm McFarland hits his first hits first grand slam in American League history in a 19-9 win at home against Detroit. Tigers commit 12 errors in this game. On a state in 1906, the Philadelphia Athletics pitcher John Lush no hits the Brooklyn Super Bros 6-0. And also on a state in 1920, the Roman Football Club. Uh, 1936 KNVP Cup is established in the Netherlands. Some birthdays, of course, in, in the world of sports. 1884, Francis Curzon, uh, who was the fifth Earl Howe, a British politician, naval officer, and was also an auto racer who raced in the 1931 uh, Le Mans, was born in Mayfair, London. He passed away in 1964. On the day in 1889, on John Evans, a cricket batsman of English descent, had one test. An author, of course, of The Escaping Club was born in Newtown, Hampshire. He, died, he passed away in 1960. On the state in 1898, David Toby, a basketball Hall of Fame referee of American descent, of course, uh, between 1918 and 1945. He was in the first game with a three-man officiating crew, was born in New York. He passed away in 1988. And on the state in 1988, Oh, 1901, Slats Gill, a Hall of Basketball Hall of Fame coach who had 36 seasons with, the, with Oregon State from 1928 to 1964, was born in Salem, Oregon. He passed away in 1966. And, of course, as we said, Ayrton Senna, race car driver, uh, passed away on this day. I believe he was about 34 years old when he passed. And, some, and three weddings that took place in the world of sports, 1998. Well-known cyclist Lance Armstrong marries Christian Kristen Richard that they divorced in 2003. So it only lasted about looks like about five years at least. I want to say 2009 American Olympic swimming gold medalist Amanda Beard, who was 27 at the time, marries photographer Sasha Brown in 34 in Wakatobia, Indonesia. And I want to say in 2016 Paralympic athlete Amy Mullins, who was 39 at the time, marries. Rupert Friend, the star of the show Homeland, who was 34 at the time, and a ma magical hobbity uh, composite compost shed. shed. Okay. <laughs> My good. Okay. Well, there you have it there, folks. Uh, there is your wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays here for today. Be sure to catch, of course, Justin's wrestling and pop culture history and birthday, re birthday reports as well on both WWUS Fan Empire and also WWUS Entertainment Cavalcade. Fan Empire is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS appreciation. And Entertainment Cavalcade is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS entertainment. 
1605-562-0444, caller ID 141-364-POUND, episode 257 of WWS <clears throat> Power Hour here. Of course, this is Saturday, May the 1st, 2021, which says 625 p.m. Eastern Time. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw on the line here with you. We said the rest of the panel, way too tough to handle, taking it easy after what was a, b- a big, arduous week of shows, of course, here in the radio network. Of course, we got to hear from everybody, of course, like you said, on the, pretty much every, every, from a lot of folks right here, of course, here on the panel, including, of course, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, also the King of Clubs, Mitt Patel. We also got to hear from, we also got, we also got to hear from the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming, also the Cowboy, Clinton James Smith, uh, <clears throat> Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, of course, we had a special treat last night on Revolution. We got to hear from Big Diesel, Gregory Kramer. Uh, we were, and of course, unfortunately, we did not get a chance to hear from either Danny or Michelle last night, but we did get received word during the week here, which was very unique, which was very awesome, that uh, Danny will be, of course, making his return. Hopefully, of course, next said, and uh, this coming uh, Friday. Uh, May the, I believe it's May the 7th, uh, to, of course, our next edition of Revolution, uh, <clears throat> to our next Friday edition of Revolution, of course, here as well. He had been away for quite some time, obviously due to a lot of things, especially regarding the pandemic. And a lot of this stuff has been keeping him, of course, pretty much occupied. And unfortunately, he, he's been wanting to come back very, very much so. But, of course, he had not been able to... Uh, been met, be able to make it on, but he will be back on, of course, here this coming Friday. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, this week, though, I, we talked about everything, of course, under the sun, of course, especially with what happened with everything from what happened, of course, on what, what happened on Raw to, of course, NXT, um, AEW, uh, Impact, especially after what happened this past Sunday with Impact Rebellion. Uh, a, lot of things were, a lot of things were addressed here. Also, of course, uh, last night's edition of SmackDown here, uh, of course, leading in towards WrestleMania backlash. Obviously, of course, I don't think they're, they're going to be 100% truly prepared for that uh, for that pay-per-view based upon what's, what's happened with both Raw and SmackDown. Uh, Impact Rebellion, of course, put on one heck of a show here. Um, Without a doubt, here of course, obviously we did. Uh, we did, of course, one one thing that a lot of people have been making a buzz over online here for quite some time was, of course, what happened Sunday when Kenny Omega get got by Rich Swan uh, <clears throat> to pick to hold on not only hold on to the AEW World Title but of course pick up the Impact World Title, and so obviously, of course. What they did on Impact on Thursday was they decided to have a a bit started a big time uh, round robin here. Of course, putting some of the best in best of, of Impact has to offer here to, of course, and uh, <clears throat> a big six and a big six and a big six uh, six way match here. Of course, to determine who. Uh, Kenny Omega's next opponent is going to be for the Impact World Title. Of course, we did find out. Of course, Chris Bay was one of them. Uh, uh, 
obviously that uh, is going to be involved in this, and he got by the, in the very first match that they had. But uh, there was, I think, one or two others. I forgive me if I don't remember right off the bat as to what happened. But uh, nevertheless, Impact has been one of those that's been also been knocking, been nipping at the heels of WWE here, of course, here in recent memory. Um, in addition to, of course, like I said, AEW and also uh, Ring of Honor, NWA, and of course, we, we New Japan Pro Wrestling. And we've even said something about Major League Wrestling for a while because. Of course, especially in the video vault, we've been posting a lot of great live clips pertaining to Major League Wrestling, of course, regards if they were interviews, if they were matches, uh, just in, in, in moments involving Major League Wrestling, we've posted them there. Of course, the news did break out, of course, obviously, that Major League Wrestling could possibly be talking to us to somehow do some sort of partnership with WWE, although I'm not worried. It was being questioned, of course, here last night, of course, with J.D. and Justin and Mitt and also Clinton and Gregory as to why in the world they would be doing something like this. Speaking of WWE right now is not really in the best shape here to be doing something of this nature. Uh, so, obviously, I don't know if they're kind of following suit with what uh, AEW and Impact are doing, but, I mean, it's nevertheless here, ladies and gentlemen, WWE does not realize the fact that they are now they are now once again uh, back in the same boat that they were in after a lot after of course uh, being challenged by some unique wrestling companies. Only this time around, it's not just WCW, it's not WCW and ECW anymore. Is that as I said, of course, AEW, Impact, Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling, the NWA, and you know, of course, unless of course something happens here maybe major league wrestling may also be one of those that might be doing some challenging here as well i mean ohio valley wrestling is another one of course a lot of people would be thinking okay but they're not doing a whole lot of stuff but I mean, obviously they've been televising a lot of great matches posting a lot of stuff on youtube and of course we've got our we got a lot of that proof on that on our rvws uh facebook page if anybody wants to go check that out by the way uh but but this, but of course, obviously the, but of course here, uh, <clears throat> but of course here, ladies and gentlemen, um, it is, it is of course obvious. Um, it is of course, uh, it is of course obvious that ladies and gentlemen, that, uh, <clears throat> that, that an AEW of course is a big thing going on right now. Of course, is you know, they're trying to bring back the, the wrestling stables, of course, if you will. And, of course, the two hottest ones right now seem to be the Inner Circle and the Pinnacle. And, obviously, of course, in this next event entitled AEW's Blood and Guts. And they're going to do like a War Games-style matchup between the members of the Inner Circle and the members of the Pinnacle. Um, it's going to be a classic here, of course, nevertheless, which is what a, one thing about AEW is that they're trying to hold true to what a lot of the classic wrestling was from back in the day. And, of course, this is no doubt going to be a prime example of that. Uh, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be part of the big time. Uh, uh, um, this is going to be, of course, a very unique uh, situation here. Whereas um, I've even heard that the human suplex machine, John Gross, on his page, of course, here, Kurt is going to be planning on doing a a a sort of similar a title challenge, similar to what I do here in WCWS, 
but only this time here, folks, instead of <clears throat> but only this time, but only, like I said, uh, but this is going to be, like I said, something truly, truly unique. Um, but uh, he's going to be doing this per pertaining to, of course, this event coming up on Dynamite here this Wednesday. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, as always, uh, George truly has come up with another unique sort of thing here as well. In fact, as a matter of fact, after Power Hour is off the air here in just a few moments, I will be, of course, preparing the AEW Blood and Guts Prediction Title Challenge. In which I will be, <clears throat> which I will be posting all the matches, which I think as far as I know, there's only five matches currently going on right now, even as we speak. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, always this is going to be a small one, so we're going all we're, all we're simply going to do is we're going to just simply just, uh, like I said, uh, we're going to go for a brand new championship here, and of course, obviously the name of that belt is the AEWS Blood and Guts Championship. So those five matches will be posted on the pay-per-view prediction center page here, of course, coming up here uh, momentarily. <clears throat> uh, so be sure to watch out here for that. If you want to get involved with that and have not joined the pay-per-view prediction center page, you can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS PTC central. And you can, of course, like I said, once I get those on there, uh, you can go ahead and, and vote uh, and vote for, of course, uh, <clears throat> You can go ahead and vote for, of course, like so who you feel is going to pull off the win in each of those matches. Speaking, of, of course, of our poll matches in the pay-per-view prediction center page, um, we did, of course, hold our, in, our official Impact US um, um, US uh, Trivia Championship match card. As we said, of course, with the exception of, of the Impact US World Heavyweight Championship, we never really got to, got to uh, uh, decide on who uh, Ann would face for that belt, of course. So, uh, so that one was not left, and that one right there was not uh, <clears throat> was not officially, like I said, set up. So we did, of course, like we did, of course, like I said here, we did set up, of course, a lot of these other. Uh, we did set up a lot of these other uh, the other matches the other for the other belts here of course here as well. <clears throat> uh, first off, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, the results, of course, of that I won't go by the number of votes here, but uh, um, <clears throat> we will go ahead and let you know that uh, going into the uh, poll match for the Impact US Tag Team Titles, the Iceman Jared Giralmo and Michelle Lynn Dodds, of course, uh, I believe it was against Andrew Newman and William Banks. Uh, J.D. and Michelle did retain those titles. Uh, Kendrick Smith, of course, defended the Impact U.S. X Division title against the soul man Justin Lewis Fleming. Justin came out uh, with a very close victory here in this as he is your new X Division champion. The Impact U.S. Knockouts Tag Team titles uh, a team of uh, Jamie Jones and Lauren Chrissy took on the team 
of the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, and also the Empress Henry Rickenbach. Michelle and Anne became your new Knockouts Tag Team Champions. Uh, the Knockouts Championship itself, Jamie Jones uh, defended it against Layla Peters. Miss Peters, um, Miss Peters did come out on top here, and <clears throat> did of course come out on top here and pick up the Impact U.S. Knockouts Championship. Uh, the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodge retained the King of the Mountain World Heavyweight Championship, the Impact U.S. Television Championship. Uh, the Iceman Jared DiGirolamo uh, did defend against, of course, the King Cause Mitt Patel. Mitt got by JD to, to win the Television Championship. The Impact U.S. Revolver Championship was a decision that was just made prior to the end of Revolution last night because it was still tied going in. But in the long run here, ladies, it was between the human surplus machine, John Gross, defending against Kevin O'Sullivan. John did, of course, pull ahead here, get, got, did get that tiebreaker vote, and John retained the Revolver Championship. John also defended the Impact U.S. Global Championship against the loose cannon Shaquille Colsevis. Shaq got by John in this and picked up the Global Championship. The Impact U.S. Next Gen Championship, the Bachman and Michelle Lynn Dodds retained that title. The Impact U.S. Emergence Championship, the Empress Henry Rickenbach defended against Antonio Gutierrez. Antonio came through in the pinch and got by Ann to, to pick up the Emergence Championship. And Michelle did defend the Impact U.S. Classic Championship in a triple threat match. That one was officially won by the Ace of Spades, Jordan Stoffels. So, as, as of, of course, right now, uh, as of, of course, right now, we'll be, of course, updating our list on WWS University with these changes here as well. We also, I won't run all of the, I won't go through all of these, but I will go ahead and let you know that, that the official Match card for from the WWS Fonzie Invitational was officially uh, was officially completed, and of course, like I said Fonzie will have a lot of title title uh, defenses here coming up here very very soon, and of course, I will we will of course bring bring all those up here to his attention. Of course, as you know, Fonzie has been out of has been out of commission for a little while because of some because of a medical situation. Of course, we continue to say our thoughts and prayers. We did get an update from JD last night on Revolution about Fonzie's uh, condition. Fonzie is improving. Uh, he is better. He's still he's, he's still in a little bit of pain. They said he said, but nevertheless, Fonzie is doing better. And of course, we are we are we are 100% thrilled and 100% happy. And we do hope to hear from him. Of course, here uh, here of course this coming week here in the radio network. And of course, like I said, we want don't want him to rush his recovery. Want him to return whenever he feels comfortable doing so, because uh, <clears throat> because like I said, we have a high degree of respect for all of those here in WCWS, and we want him, of course, to come back as soon as he possibly can. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, of course, as in talking about the Impact US, speaking of which, of course, the new belts from the Rebellion Prediction Title Challenge. Uh, we have I am given this match. Of course, we leaving Revolution last night. We uh, um, uh, we were still tied between uh, Michelle and Anne. As you know, Michelle and Anne 
uh, tied for first place um, in this in this uh, in this pole match. Of course, as you know, the the winner of the match would win both the Impact U.S. Rebellion and Slammiversary Championships. The runner-up would go home with the Impact U.S. TNA Championship. Uh, and of course, let's see if we have any. Let's see if we have any updates here. Of course, here as well. Uh, currently, right now, let's see. Let me see if I can get like a. See if we can get any updates at all about this. Um, because we want to try to, of course, uh, uh, as of right now, uh, there has not been really much movement here about this. Uh, um, <clears throat> we are trying to keep this match up until at least um, until at least uh, tomorrow night. Um, I have informed Michelle and Ann of the progress of this match. Um, but, of course, if we do not have anything happen beforehand, I will be extending. I will extend it. I may extend it a little bit further into next Friday. I'm not sure yet. So it would either be, like I said, uh, if it does, if it does happen to be broken by, by at least, um, uh, before, of course, this coming Friday's edition of Revolution, then I, then I will, of course, then of course, like I said, we'll be able to announce the winner and the runner-up of this match. But of course, if it's still tied by Friday, uh, then we may have to make another hasty decision. So I think what we're just going to do is just extend instead of wait until tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, to, to play it safe. We are going to. We are going to extend it until this coming Friday, May the 7th, on, of course, episode uh, nine, let's see, 986 of Revolution. And then, or like I said, if it happens, if the tie happens to be broken beforehand, then, like I said, we will, of course, announce that winner on our show, whether it be on Revolution or, or possibly on Wolfpack. But, of course, we will, of course, keep everybody informed of this of course, during this week here as well. So be sure, ladies and gentlemen, to get your, if you have not voted for this here yet, <clears throat> we urge everyone to, of course, try to get your votes up and uh, up there indeed. If uh, you, if you have not voted, if you, if you have not voted for this, uh, for this match here, of course, here as well. <clears throat> so we are, we, so like I said, uh, like I said, I mean, either way, both both ladies will be walking out with championship gold. One will just be picking up two of them. The other one will be picking up one. Now, like I said, just keep does everyone please keep that in mind because we want to have a clear cut winner in this. And and please, like I said, please, uh, like I said, give this some consideration. Give this some thoughts. And if we do not hear anything by at least next Friday, then of course an ultimate an ultimate decision will definitely have to be made. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to be, be it won't be simply like you know I will say well Michelle wins and Anne's a runner up, or Anne wins and Michelle's a runner up, because that would not be fair to either either combatant. And so we want to do this the fair, the fairest way we can we know how. So, like I said, when we get through with Power Hour here in a little in the next little while, 
I will, of course, be adding that little stipulation, of course, in the comments for this poll match that everyone will see. In addition to, of course, adding the match card to the uh, for the AEW um, AEW Blood and Guts Prediction Title Challenge, and of course the matches here in which you can go ahead and start your voting on this as soon as possible. 6:45 p.m. here Eastern Time, ladies and gentlemen, Saturday, May 1st, 2021, 1605-562-0444, caller ID 141364-pound. Episode 257 of WWS Power Hour. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw here on the line. As we said, the rest of the panel, way too tough to handle, taking it easy here, here tonight. Now, ladies and gentlemen, of course, within the next bit or the last 15 minutes of our show, let's go ahead and bring you any, of course, wrestling stories that, of course, have made the rounds. If we go past the 7 o'clock hour, then, of course, so be it. Let's see here. Uh... Let's see here. Uh, of course, here indeed. Uh, okay, there we do. Thank our friends at 411 Mania for allowing us here in the WWS Radio Network for allowing us here to read their stories on all of our shows, including in addition to right here on Power Hour, of course, Revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, outside. Outside, outside the ropes, um, as well as WWS This Morning, Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, and also Sports Machine. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, as we work on trying to get a lot more of our shows uh, taken care of, uh, fixed up here in 2021, we will, of course, start it. We will, we will of course, hopefully be able to, uh, we will, of course, be able to, uh, of course, um, um, <coughs> We will, of course, incorporate Poor Living Mania into, of course, this, uh, into, uh, this, uh, into, into, of course, our everything in the radio network. There you go. I'll say it in this moment. Joseph Lee posted this story. We have some various wrestling news. First off, the first Brian Pillman episode of Dark Side of the Ring is now online. Also, the latest edition of AEW's Outside the Ring. And also, the top 10 moments, of course, from SmackDown. The first episode of Season 3 of Dark Side of the Ring, which is the first part of the Brian Pillman documentary, is now available online. The season premieres on Vice TV on May the 6th. It'll be coming up here this Thursday. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I will go ahead and point out here that we have posted that in the WCWS NXTNG video vault if you wish to, of course, um, if you wish to, of course, uh, check, check that video out here indeed. Also, WWE has released a new video looking at the top 10 moments from last night's edition, of course, here on uh, uh, last night's edition, of course, of SmackDown. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we'll, we will be posting this video as well on our page, uh, WCWS's Top 10 and 5 Things, of course, a little bit later on. Not immediately after the show, we will be, of course, be posting it sometime here tonight. So everyone can go back and take a, take a look at that. I'm sure a lot of people do did remember about what happened, but of course, whatever you whatever of course, like I said, uh, <clears throat> we but we will be posting it in case, like I say, mine wants to look at it, of course, even later on. And also, ladies and gentlemen, the latest edition of AEW's Outside the Ring, featuring of course, uh, Sunny Kiss, is now online here as well. 
We actually, I believe, of course, it comes on every Friday morning at 9 a.m., of course, on the AEW uh, YouTube channel. And, of course, I, we, I did, of course, uh, we did, of course, like I said, uh, post that on the, uh, uh, we did, we did, of course, uh, post that on the AEWS Facebook page if you want to, of course, go back and, uh, and of course, uh, and of course, check check that out here. Of course, here as well. <sighs> Let's see here. Okay, sorry about that. Let's, okay, our next story here, folks. Joseph Lee posted a story as Lance Archer and Sammy Callahan actually trade shots on social media. A fan on Twitter asked Lance Archer to consider going back to Impact Wrestling, which led to Archer and Sammy Callahan to trade shots back and forth. The fan asked, at Lance Hoyt, would you ever consider showing up on at Impact Wrestling again? I know it was TNA when you was there. Archer replied, they're scared of the murder heart monster because they know everybody dies. This led Callahan to chime in with, I ain't scared of you or your ponytail. I'll cut off your toes. Of course, uh, uh, Lance Archer said again, this was on between the Twitter exchange between Lance Archer and Sammy Callahan. Lance Archer said, is that because you're not tall enough to reach anything else? And then Sammy Callahan says, I'm tall enough to make sure you'll never, you never walk again. So like I said, ladies and gentlemen, anything is possible as they say in the world of wrestling. So if this guy heated up big time, you would think that if would be something that uh, um, that if that would uh, that would definitely take place. So we'll have to wait and see, of course, what happens. Uh, Joseph Lee posted this story here today as Abaddon take versus Rio Mizunami, plus four other matches have been set for the next AEW Dark Elevation. All Elite, okay, AEW has announced five matches for this week's episode of AEW Dark Elevation, including Abaddon versus Rio Mizunami. It'll be available. Uh, on YouTube this Monday evening at 7 o'clock. The card, the card does include, like we said, Abaddon versus Rhea Mizunami, Willow Nightingale taking on Thunder Rosa, Maddie Rinkowski taking on Nyla Rose with Vicky Guerrero in her corner, Red Velvet taking on Rika Tikaka, and QT Marshall taking on Dylan McQueen. Of course, Dustin Rhodes, uh, <clears throat> Dustin Rhodes posted on Twitter, Monday night, hashtag AEW Dark Elevation. Tune in to see why our at AEW Women's Division is on. And of course, he had little flames in the cane saying, is on fire. Don't miss. At YouTube. And then QT Marshall posts on there saying, can't wait to beat the crap out of you. If you're a fan of at Dylan McQueen, I recommend not watching. Hashtag AEW Dark Elevation. Of course, obviously, QT Marshall, of course, is probably bold behind the tw- the computer than he is, of course, possibly on screen after what he went through this past Wednesday, um, of course, with obviously, uh, uh, um, of course, with his uh, his group, the factory, of course, winning their big match on Dynamite, of course, now being uh, now, of course, had the crap beat out of him by uh, by Cody Rhodes. Joseph Lee posted this story uh, today as Scott DeMore calls Sam Beal a talent to watch. In an interview, 
in an interview with the Wrestling Perspective podcast via FIFO, Scott DeMore called Sam Deal, who has made a few appearances on Impact Wrestling as someone fans should keep an eye on. He said the following, Here's a dark horse dark horse for you if you've been watching our show weekly. There's somebody who's made a couple appearances, a young guy by the name of Sam Deal, who is as green and raw as, as can be, but it's certainly showing off some of, the, some of the signs of somebody who could develop into a talent. So he may turn out to be the next megastar in wrestling. He may fizzle out and disappear like so many others. But he's somebody who's a he's somebody who's a guy we have had we have our eye on. He's got a great attitude. He's an unbelievable athlete. It doesn't hurt that he's getting in the ring and working with a good friend of mine and, and Petey's and Alex Shelley, who's an unbelievable coach to be working with, and him having that at his disposal is certainly going to help him. So, so like I said. We'll just have to keep our eyes open, of course, like I said, on that recommendation. A story pertaining to WrestleMania, ladies and gentlemen, Joseph Lee posted this story as a note on why there was no jump from the pirate ship at WrestleMania. Kevin Owens had stated that he wanted to jump off the pirate ship set at WrestleMania, but that didn't happen this year. Fightful Select reports that according to speculation among talent backstage, it was believed that the weather prevented him from doing that. However, it was more than that. There were discussions between talent and creative throughout that week, and since the match was, wasn't no DQ, there was no re- reason for Owens to jump. The ship on the set was also bigger than many expected, so between creative and the set, the weather was simply the final nail in the coffin. The spot was never planned in the final stages of the match. So, so I'll, maybe they'll do something similar to that maybe next year. Uh, I'm sure probably in a different format, but I'm sure it'd be something unique. So, Joseph Lee posted this story right here. As Serpentico versus, versus Pac has been, and more matches have been announced for this week's edition of AEW Dark. Of course, it'll be on this Tuesday night. AEW has announced four matches for this Tuesday's episode of AEW Dark, including a match between Serpentico and Pac. The current lineup, of course, this could change, of course. Um, here's the current lineup. Serpentico with Luther in his corner will take on Pac with the Lucha Brothers in his corner. Lance Archer will take on Luther with Serpentico in his corner. The Bunny will take on Lila Gray. And from Team Taz, of course, Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks with Hook in their corner will take on Brick Aldridge and Aaron Fry. AEW posted on her Twitter account. Hashtag sneak peek at what's on tap for hashtag AEW Darkness Tuesday. At Bastard Pog versus at Keenster Pentico, at Lance Hoyt versus hashtag Luther, at Alley Wrestling versus at Miss underscore Layla Gray, at True Willie Hobbs, and at Startman Jones in tag team action. Watch Dark every Tuesday at 7 6 Central. <clears throat> of course, of course, like I said, I said we will of course be posting. Monday's edition of Dark Elevation and Tuesday's edition of AEW Dark on the AWS page here as well. If you wish to, of course, like I said, check check that out. Uh, if you wish to, of course, check that out right there. Uh, one story that's just now coming in right here, folks. Joseph Lee posted some more various stories as Johnny Gargano hints at Daniel Bryan and NXT. Mick Foley gets his second uh, pandemic vaccine shot. And also the latest Impact Wrestling from backstage. 
On last night's episode of SmackDown, Roman Reigns defeated Daniel Bryan, forcing him to leave SmackDown. In a post on Twitter, Johnny Gargano shared a photo of himself and Bryan from their days on the independent scene, hinted he could come to NXT. He wrote, it's been a while. So we have to wait and see what happens. And it was something that we did mention on Revolution last night. Uh, Mick Foley revealed on Twitter that he on Twitter that he has received his second uh, vaccine shot. Mick Foley says, fully vaccinated, it's easy, and you not, not only protect yourself, but those around you. Thanks for the assist. For the assist ha, at Steppy, Steppy, Step M. Well, I, think that's, I think that's a reference. I think that's Stephanie McMahon, I believe. Also, Impact Wrestling has released a new video edition of Backstage. Looking at this, this past week's episode, on uh, Access uh, TV, and we will post this, folks, on our both of our Impact US pages. Of course, coming up a little bit later tonight as well. Our next, uh, our next story here, folks. Jeffrey Harris posted this story today as Steve Cutler details the process on trying of trying to meet with Vince McMahon and being told to wait in catering. Five Select recently spoke to recently released WWE talent Steve Cutler, whose real name is Steve Mocklin, who de- de- detailed the process of trying to land a meeting with Vince McMahon in WWE. Cutler was released from the roster earlier this year. During the interview, Cutler shared details on the process of trying to meet Vince McMahon at his office. Eventually, he was told to stop doing it later on. During the interview, Cutler noted that he often spent time waiting in, line, in a line to meet with the WWE chairman outside his office about 2020 along with Chelsea Green, who was released from WWE uh, actually just recently. Cutler said some wrestlers, such as Bailey, encouraged him to wait and meet with Vincent Mann and told him they were doing the right thing. However, they were eventually told later on not to wait outside the man's office any longer. He said they were told to wait in the catering area, and they would be no pile later when McMahon was ready. Steve Cutler was able to eventually meet with Bruce Pritchard, who said to have mentioned the idea of the grouping with uh, Corbin, Later on, he received a second meeting with both Bruce Pritchard and Vince, and Vince McMahon. Last December, Corbin, Color, and Blake were introduced <clears throat> by, by Corbin as the Knights of the Lone of the Lone Wolf <clears throat> on SmackDown. Of course, obviously, that did not last very long. Uh, let's see our next story here. Uh, Jeffrey Harris. Jeffrey Harris posted this story right here as Chelsea Green talks about, shares some details on ideas that she actually pitched for herself in WWE. Metro UK recently spoke to former WWE superstar Chelsea Green, who discussed her time in the company and storyline ideas she attended to pitch for herself in WWE. She noted that one of her scrapped ideas was to portray a Daisy Duke type character for the tag team of Steve Cutler and Wesley Blake. She also had other pitches and ideas, including joining with the with the Fiend and Miss Bliss, and also turning the Iconics into the Triconics. Below are some highlights. Right here are some highlights. Chelsea Green on trying to incorporate herself with the Fiend, Bray Wyatt, and Miss Bliss. Green says, I was always trying to figure out a way to incorporate myself into that group because I felt like it was such an extension of the hot mess in so many different ways. I felt the hot mess could fit in perfectly there. And also, I do feel, I do feel like that group, they're so strong, the two of them. They're almost missing that third person that can jump over to the women's division. Miss Bliss is the puppeteer. The Fiends on the men's side. That's why they can't have a woman to take over the women's division 
and then they're taking over the entire show. Or they have Miss Bliss as a tag partner. There's just so many different ways to spin it. Her thoughts on Miss Bliss using the doll Lily. Green says, Lily is so creepy and I love it. I just imagine myself with that hair, with that dress, with that makeup. I could just picture I did just picture it the minute I saw it. I wanted to join the Iconics to make them the Triconics, Chelsea says. I wanted to be a Triconic at one point, turn the Iconics into the Triconics and turn it into the hot mess on them, try to make them feud, and eventually they would come back and turn it around on me. I had so many ideas. Of course, obviously in WWE, if 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 uh, if if you're unless unless the idea was not was solved by Vince McMahon, he was not going to listen to you, obviously. Because he's the one that wants to be have the, all the ideas. Jeffrey Harris posted this story here as Molly Holly was interviewed, of course, on on her WWE Hall of Fame speech induction speech getting cut short, and on how WWE made it right. Busted Open Radio recently interviewed recently inducted WWE Hall of Famer Molly Holly as she discussed her induction and learned that she would only get about two minutes for her acceptance speech after initially being told that she would have about 15 minutes. However, WWE was able to amend the situation after putting her full acceptance speech video on the company's official YouTube channel. Below are some highlights. Uh, Molly Holly on learn that her acceptance speech was cut short to two minutes. Molly says, so I'm not sure how honest I should be. It was really awesome that Hurricane Helms, he was the one that used to tell me I was going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. And the fact that he legitimately, for real, got choked up and he was super proud of me. And that was really, really special. So I love that moment. But behind the scenes of after after that was, I was told I had about 15 minutes to give a speech. So I spent a lot of time and I had about three friends of mine that are professional writers help me. And I practiced it for like 60 hours. I have a regular nine-to-five job, and after that, every day I, after work, I would practice it as I was going for a walk. I really, I was really I worked really hard on that, and then a couple of days before they, they said, "Oh, never mind. You actually have two minutes to give your speech." I cried for like four hours. A lot of times when I used to wrestle full-time, they would tell us, "Okay, you have 12 minutes to wrestle," and then right before you walk out, they say, "No, no, you have four minutes." We like. We were so ready to tell a story of good versus evil and give the fans their money's worth, and now it's just like entrances, two moves, and then the match. It would be such a heartbreak, and I think it, I took a lot of that. <clears throat> I took a, let's see. Um, I, I think I took a lot of that resentment or hurt or whatever from 20 years ago and piled it on to that moment when I, they cut my speech down. I was so sad. On WWE making it right by putting her full extended speech on the company's YouTube channel. But here's the good news. WWE made it right and they let me give my speech on their YouTube page that has like 75 million people that look on that. So then here I was so hurt and I was so happy. They let me thank Dean Malenko and Lanny Popo and these people that really, really helped shape my career. So it's been a roller coaster of emotions uh, for for me. <clears throat> Uh, now I believe we may already have this. Um, we may already we may have this on the uh, video vault page. So, like I said, if we don't, then we will we will uh, uh, we will of course post it on here and, and here after of course the show is over. I'll be of course uh, right back here to of course finish up. Give me mom again.
Can I ask a couple questions? Do you need it? I'll bring it back to you. No problem. Sorry about that, that hurts. Uh, we're back on here now with 257 of uh, Power Hour. Uh, a couple more stories here. We'll bring you here. Jeffrey Harris posted this story as Tony Khan reveals his favorite wrestling matches and one he thinks wrestlers should should study. During the April 21st edition of Busting Open Radio, AEW President Tony Khan discussed his love for classic wrestling matches, which and which matches he likes to go back to rewatch, along with matches he suggests young wrestlers should study. He cited the AWA Super Clash 3 match between Jerry Lawler and Kerry Von Erich as a match that young wrestlers should study. He also said his two favorite were Randy Savage versus Ricky Steamboat from WrestleMania 3, and also AEW's Kenny Omega and Heyman Page versus the Young Bucks. Below, or I hear some highlights via WrestlingNeed.com. Tony Khan on giving young wrestlers matches to study. Tony says, I love talking about wrestling of, of the past and great matches. I give young wrestlers matches to study, and Lala versus Von Erich is definitely a great match to study. That is effectively, with, and with all due respect to Kerry Von Erich, who, when he was able to perform, and, perform, and when he was in a good state of mind and health and sober, he was a great wrestler. And sometimes he wasn't, when he wasn't, he was a great wrestler. But this was probably not one of those nights, but the King had a great layout for this match, and he was effectively working with a limp body. The story of the match, he's wrestling against a limp body and trying to get, and trying to trying to kind of keep it alive so the referee doesn't catch on to what he's doing. It's, it's, a, it's a great, great match and a great performance from Lawler. So Super Clash Lawler versus Von Erich is a historic match. Tony Khan on his two favorite wrestling matches. Tony says, okay, there's two matches I go back and watch every year. One very recent. They're completely different. One of them is Kenny Omega and Heyman Page uh, versus versus the Young Bucks, <clears throat> who, which which to me is a, is as good a tag team match as I've seen. The other is Randy Savage versus Ricky Steamboat. I go back and watch it every year. They're completely different. One has all the bells and whistles. One has one has less bells and whistles. They're both perfect. One of them is my favorite tag team match. The other is my favorite singles match. So you got Hangman and Kenny versus the Young Bucks and Savage versus and, and Savage and Steamboat. So <clears throat> Jeremy Thomas posted this story here from last night. Some, some, some WWE news as a new vignette for Aleister Black's return. Also, of course, a clip from the six-person tag from SmackDown with Bianca Belair and the Street Profits versus Bailey and the Dirty Dogs. WWE aired a new vignette for Aleister Black's return on SmackDown, in which Black told a story about how he learned about reality. Of course, you can see the vignette right, here, right of course, on this page, described as follows: Take a trip inside the mind of Aleister Black for a lesson in uh, reality. <sighs> so, yes. Also, Bianca Belair and the Street Profits beat the Dirty Dogs and Bailey to open Friday's show. Which you can see a clip from the, that match right here on this page, as well as a post-match interview where the prophets say that this was the first step in their recapturing the SmackDown tag team titles. And of course, as you know, I believe Bianca is married to one of the um, um, one of the um, three prophets. Forgive me if I'm not sure which one exactly. So 
I don't want to um, step on anybody's toes here, so I'm not 100% sure. But that's they met. They they did a fine job, of course, here indeed. Jeremy Thomas posted this story also last night as Chris Jericho was saying AEW may change its new creative process and also talks about making new stars. Chris Jericho has revealed some some changes to AEW's creative process and discussed their goal to elevate in a new interview. Jericho appeared on Busted Open Open Radio uh, on Thursday, and you can check out some of the highlights right here per Wrestling Inc. On changes to the creative process, Jericho says, we have a production meeting now before the show. It really wasn't happening a lot. We have an agents meeting, a coaches meeting before the show that wasn't happening before. Reason for those is to make sure we don't have the same thing happening twice. We don't want to have a beat down with, I don't know, a coffee cup in segment two and then have a beat down with a coffee cup in segment three because no one coordinated that with anyone else. And I think you'll see a lot more that over the next little while we all know that what we're doing but sometimes we don't really express that to each other sometimes things are a little bit similar so we've been really working on that and i think it's really paying off where we are kind of not stepping on each other's toes but still allowing everyone to be creative and some awesome ideas on AEW elevating talent jericho says our goal from the start was to make new stars because that's what wrestling's all about it's always been if you it has it's always has been you look at last week's show where we had Jungle Boy versus Darby Allen in the main event. We had Sheeta versus Tay Conti in the main event. Those are two kind of fence post matches on our show, and they both did a great number. We made Darby Allen into a legit main event draw. I mean, I mean, of course, <clears throat> Thursday night he's in the main event with 10, 10 for God's sakes, and would probably do a good number. I give us a full Barry Horowitz uh, pound back for that because we we set out to do it and we did it. It's not hard to do. Pick the right guy and just stick with him. We paired Darby with Sting, so he got that role. <clears throat> now Sting is almost... Uh, I'm not going to say Jack uh, Lackey, but he's almost Darby's second at this point. That's probably exactly what he should be. If you look at what we've done with Jericho, MGF, Sammy Guevara, Santana, and Ortiz, Wardlow, that's another aspect. We're building these guys and girls because we just can't let Jericho versus, but we just can't be Jericho versus Cody, Kenny over and over again, nor would we want it to be. Someone asked me, of course, last night, hey, Jericho versus Sting has never happened. <clears throat> what a dream match. Yeah, it's a dream match. It's something we might do. It's not something, a, a priority for me because I think people would see that a different way than you would see Darby versus Sting or Jericho versus Darby. That's what excites me because we need to build these guys. And when you see the ratings we're getting because of it, oh, my gosh, it's working. And there's a whole crap of guys and girls in the pipeline that we could talk about that are there and ready to go. On Jungle Boy, Jericho says, I wanted to work with him last year. And then I'm like, I don't want to do it in front of no people. Let's wait a couple months. Little do we know it'd be a year later. It's time to pull the trigger on Jungle Boy. And when we put him in the main event, he draws this great number you see. Man, people like this kid. It's something that we're very confident and we're very serious about it. And we're not afraid to pull the trigger and put these guys in big spots to see if they can draw a rating. And me go nine times out of ten, they do, which is great to see. On WWE failing to make new stars, Jericho says, when Vince goes to the investors during the conference call and says, the raw ratings are down because we haven't created any new stars, that's completely on you guys. We knew from the start we had to make stars. A lot of the guys on our show 
uh, Bucks and Kenny included, Heyman Page. I said it on the Broken Skull sessions. They weren't known on a national level, on a national network television level. We built them up, and then suddenly all all these kind all these kind of the second wave of guys and girls are getting in there. Now, AEW is dangerous because we have 12 people that you can put in the main event at any point in time. Next month, it'll be 14 people. You can do that, and to me, that's just smart booking. And it's what any professional sports team does. We're talking about the Rangers. You're talking about the Knicks. You're talking about the Giants. You want to build next year's all-star team starting now. And that's that's what we did. It's really, really working. When you see those ratings coming through, I do take great pride in it because I feel, once again, because I was with AEW when it started, I was kind of the first face of the company. When there's more faces now, that then that just, that just shows we're doing things right. And, of course, the uh, busted open uh, interview that did with Jericho, of course, is now on the uh, – if you have Apple Podcasts, you can go on there and uh, check, that, check that out, of course, here as well. Our next story here, folks, Jeremy Thomas posted this story as we have a clip on it. Of course, it came from last night as Roman Reigns debuts his new theme song on SmackDown. Roman Reigns has a new theme song for the first time since, since his initial arrival in WWE, debuting the song on SmackDown. The last time's episode saw Reigns come out with a new theme song for his match with Daniel Bryan. Of course, there's a clip of there's a clip on this page if you want to listen to the theme. According to Five Select, the new theme has been planned since shortly after the after he returned and work and, and work on began at least six months ago. As 411 Manny reported in February of 2020, WWE has been trying to get away from using theme songs from Jim Johnston and CFO. Reigns said in January that a new theme song was in the works, noting we're working on it. It's not easy because I'm not going to, but this character has to be the right vibe. You just can't hire a rapper and check out this guitar riff. It can't be some rock music in order to move away from something we've had for so long and so recognizable like the music that I have now. It's got to be perfect. It's taking some time, but we're definitely working on it of course here folks if uh uh obviously of course here ladies and gentlemen i heard a uh i've heard a, i've heard a lot of people of course um i've heard of course a lot of a lot of people especially last night say on revolution that this song really was not that uh unique of course obviously uh uh, and of course, WWE. Of course, I sense since WWE let go of their of one of the of one of their main music guys for quite some time, Jim Johnson. Uh, they've been trying to get away from stuff that, of course, that he actually was that he actually came up with. So, of course, obviously they're trying to knock out that formula. But of course, obviously, in my personal opinion, I think that formula has actually worked for them a lot better. So. Some some uh, news that came out here, of course, here. Uh, yet also from last night from Joseph Lee, some various news. CM Punk actually comments on the possible interest in a creative role. Also, Rhea Ripley shows off a shoulder vein, and Seth Rollins says Demi Lovato embraced the vision. Okay, a fan on Twitter at recently asked CM Punk if he would consider taking a creative role within a wrestling company if one was offered to him. Punk has been out of the business since 2014. Outside of a brief as a correspondent for WWE Backstage, said he would listen to the offer. He just simply said, I'd listen. He said that on Thursday. 
In a post on Twitter, Rhea Ripley showed off how her physique was coming along. She wrote, Low Shoulder Vein decided to say hi. And she posted it on her Twitter account, of course, at Rhea Ripley underscore WWE if you want to check that out. Demi Lovato recently posted a photo of a bot bag she apparently uses to punch with various WWE superstars on it. It was phrases like your worst enemy and self-doubt. Seth Rollins said that she embraced the vision. He wrote, training with the hashtag SmackDown Drip King. See, at DD Lovato gets it. Hashtag embrace the vision. Your worst enemy loosely translates into BFF. Hashtag the more you know. Two more stories have just popped on here. Um, let's go ahead and bring them to you right fast. Uh, Jeffrey Harris posted this story. As apparently Roman Reigns is demanding a thank you from the WWE Universe and also tells Daniel Bryan to hug a tree. Following last night's win over Daniel Bryan on SmackDown, WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns delivered a new message to WWE Universe on Twitter Earlier today, in the video, Reigns noted that during his early Saturday morning workout that Daniel Bryan should be thanking him because he gave him the opportunity to look for the new door. He can now spend his time having fun and being a dad on, on, or focusing on his efforts to help the environment. As a result of the loss, Bryan now has to leave the SmackDown brand. Additionally, Roman Reigns noted that it's time for the WWE Universe to thank him for his actions on uh, our next week's show. Of course, there's a video and a transcript of Reigns' comments right here on this page. And this is what, um, apparently, this is what uh, I believe this is what Roman had to say. Already putting in the work, just a few hours removed, Saturday morning, last night, I achieved greatness once again. As I'm hitting this card, yeah, I'm sitting here thinking the whole world should be thanking me. Daniel Bryan, you, sh you should be thanking me, bro, for two different reasons. I'm a man of my word. I did what I said I was going to do. And not only, and not only did I give the audience what they need, I got rid of you. I'm driving this forward. I'm taking care of the future and getting rid of the old. I gave you what you wanted. You made it clear. You were looking for that new door. What better way to look for it than the new look for that new door when the old one hits you right in the AWS? And that's what I did. I closed this door on you, so now we're going to live, live, the, sh live the show up and win Matt Mantra. You will keep putting the work in. And next Friday on SmackDown, not only do I expect you to acknowledge me, and no, I'm not talking to you, Daniel Bryan. We're done with you. Go have fun. Be a dad, hug a tree, whatever you want to do. So the WWE Universe, some of them call you that. To me, you're mine. You're my audience. You're my people. Not only are you going to acknowledge me on Friday, you're going to thank me. I'll see you in a few. And, of course, uh, <clears throat> Roman posted this on his Twitter account simply saying, a message from your tribal chief. Hashtag SmackDown. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, this is one person that is not going to thank Thank the, the 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 tribal douchebag. Jeffrey Harris posted this story, of course, right here. It's one last story here, folks, before we go. WV actually files a trademark for this for the phrase top dollar, D-O-L-L-A, which is actually likely for NXT's new arrival, AJ Francis. Per HealByNature.com, WWE filed a trademark application with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office for the term Top Dollar on April 27th. The filing was later entered in the trademark monitoring database on April 30th. You can, of course, see the, um, the, of course, the description on here if you want to go back and read it. The intent to use the applicant as a bona fide intention is entitled to use the mark in commerce and or commerce with the identified, of course, goods and services. It does appear 
that the term is being used as a nickname for NXT developmental talent AJ Francis, who signed with WWE in April 2019. Francis started using the nickname on his official Twitter account, which of course is on, it's on his page right here. He's also currently serving as the host for WWE's Most Wanted Treasures on A&E. AJ Francis posted this on his Twitter account back on the 27th, which is at AJ Francis 410, and which he pretty much says, I make top dollar. So, so apparently, ladies and gentlemen, that's where probably that's going to be going towards, and we'll keep him informed if that is, of course, the case. On that note here, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you very much here for listening here to episode 257 of WWS Power Hour. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, a little bit later tonight, I will be posting, of course, our AEW Blood and Guts Prediction Title Challenge. And, of course, the winner, of course, with the most votes, will win the brand-new AEWS Blood and Guts Championship. So, and just a little extra added incentive, of course, second place in this will be earning the shot at the number at the at will be of course earn the first shot at the new title so just keep that in mind as well. i forgot to mention that earlier <clears throat> but of course be sure to check out all of our of course uh groups on facebook of course as, as we always talk about the pay-per-view prediction center of course entertainment cavalcade sports roundup location of animation the wws movie channel we've posted a few more movies on there uh including let me see um the old John Wayne classic, the, the Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. Also, of course, the 1966 uh, Batman movie, if everyone remembers that. And even as also for you science fiction fans out there, just like me, uh, extra special treat here, Star Trek for The Voyage Home is now available. Again, you can watch it on the movie channel page if you wish. And plus the movie version of based on the board game uh, Clue that came out back in the 80s, I believe. That's also been available as well. So you, and of course, Check out some of the some of our other movies on there, including uh, I believe the Color of Money is still available. Assassination is on there. Galaxy Quest, a few other movies are still posted on there. So be sure to check all those out there as well. Also, our tribute groups to uh, Don Rickles, Johnny Carson, and also Whose Lines It Anyway. Also, Power Rangers protecting the power, <clears throat> Home Improvement, More Power Forever, A Gaseous Affair, Motor Week Retro Review, Cars of the Past. Also, uh, NASCAR US High Octane History, our women's uh, page, Women of WCWS, of course, with some great ladies' matches on there. Also, of course, our wrestling tribute groups, including, like I said, ROH US, AEW US, uh, WCCW US, of course, DX US, NWO US, <coughs> NWA US, and so forth. And also check out the video vault. As we said, ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot of great stuff posted there, including, as we said, we got the episode, of course, of, of um, like I said, of the uh, Dark Side of the Ring uh, thing on Brian Pillman. You can, of course, check that out, of course, as well, if you'd like to watch that. Plus, a lot, a lot of other great wrestling uh, promos, matches, clips of, from different different events and everything. You can go back and check out all that if you wish to do so as well. Check out all of our past episodes of all of our shows here, of course, here in the radio network here, folks, including, of course, our brand new show, WWS Aftermath. Uh, of course, we got a lot of great episodes in, so be sure to check out check out some of those as, as well as we've been, as I've been, of course, highlighting from the past couple of weeks, of course, episodes of Raw, AEW, NXT, Impact, and also SmackDown, so be sure to check all that out here, of course, here as well. <coughs> 
and also check out all of and also all of our other shows here of course as we get hopefully get set to get a lot of our older shows going in 2021 so be sure to take to check out all of that as well power hour 257 of course is a broadcast of the wws radio network right here on talkshoe.com which is which we are of course are preparing to uh go into six six years of six years older and continuing to be bolder the radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling and pop culture connection don't forget ladies and gentlemen tomorrow morning at 8 a.m do not forget wcws this morning uh 805-8613 pound as of course we'll be talking about uh tomorrow's wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays we will also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, talk about our lineup of all of our shows coming up here in the radio network here this week. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll get you, of course, underway with a lot of our other shows. Uh, we'll, also, we'll also, of course, get you lined up with some more wrestling stories as they come in overnight from our friends at 411mania.com. Be sure to listen to that starting around 8 a.m., of course, tomorrow morning, of course, right here as part of the WCWS radio network right here on talkshoe.com. <clears throat> of course, since, of course, we continue to stay safe out there, ladies and gentlemen, of course, with this pandemic, the way it is, uh, of course, keep your hands clean, keep yourself clean. And of course, we're doing a whole lot of praying here, especially, of course, say a prayer to, of course, our neighbors over in India, as they're now going battling this pandemic, of course, and, and of course, we're we you know we have sent the vaccines to them, and hopefully they will be able to get uh, to get those uh, to, to get them to get them, to get those uh, fixed up right away. But of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, we just hope, like I said, that uh, we can they help them get it under control. We, for the time being, it seems to run under control here, but anything could possibly happen, ladies and gentlemen. And I definitely do not want to try to jinx anything. So be sure to, of course, like I said, uh, be sure to, of course, like I said. Check check all that out here. Uh, be sure to, of course, like I said, check all that out here, of course, here, indeed. Since since 2000, 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one and the only the WCWS Radio Network. Take care and God bless your folks. We'll talk at you tomorrow morning on WCWS this morning at 8 a.m. Take care, and we'll see you, and we'll talk to you soon. God bless. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.